Jack Black to play Satan in an upcoming Christmas movie, Dear Santa. As we look at Jack Black and how he's helped to worship Satan, whether in jest or not. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to be looking at none other than Jack Black. And to discuss him and a number of other topics is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Praise Lord Chad. Good to be with you today. Sad, sad, sad guy, actually. Sad subject because he's leading a lot of young people into a lot of darkness. No, it's true, and and these topics are never easy to discuss, but one of the things and the reasons why we do discuss them is because these are the very things that are going to be talked about, whether you know it or not, if you're out there with your friends or your kids play sports or you're at work, a lot of times the people at your job, the people around you are going to see things like this. and think It's just all good fun and games, Joe. It's just... This is just really funny. It's no problem. It'll be, you know, we take our kids and we'll all laugh about this together. And to think that that doesn't foment and that doesn't create really in your household an acceptance of the things that God hates and Satan ultimately loves, whether they think they're doing it to be funny or not. And this this latest film, Joe, Dear Santa, and if you guys know anything about Good Fight Ministries, and you can just do a quick search, and we'll put a link in the description, we've talked about where we feel about Santa and Christians actually celebrating Santa. But nonetheless, this new film, Joe, is very interesting because what takes place is, and the idea, it's called Dear Santa, because a young boy is writing a letter to Santa, but he doesn't spell his name right, and he writes Dear Satan. And so who gets the letter? None other than Jack Black. And this is a movie that's going to be done by the Farrelly brothers, same ones who did Dumb and Dumber, same ones who did Shallow Howl and so forth. So this is going to be at least a lot of money is going to be put to it. Post Malone is going to be in it. Robert Timothy Smith. Uh, Of course, Jack Black is portraying Satan. And of course, as mentioned, Jack Black as Satan. Yeah. So, Joe, it seems like, and, and by the way, one of the things we should point out, Right now, Jack Black is trending because there's a new Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. And who did the voice of Bowser? Bowser, Granted, he's an evil character. But once again, there is Jack Black. So Well, might as well have an evil character play an evil character, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. But it's so interesting when you look at some of the films that come out. And you do have guys like Jack Black that think they're funny. Uh, They think they're funny mocking God. They think it's funny to worship Satan and all of these things. And he does all that in his stuff, yeah. Why are we in hell? We never did anything evil. (laughs) That's easy. You sold your souls. I got a contract. And he does all this, Joe. And I, I guess the most important thing that we want to bring out in this episode and any other really is why these things are happening, why it's actually important to have a good knowledge of these things and ultimately, it all points to the fact that the Bible is actually true. Yeah, and it's important to understand that uh, some people say, well, you know, Jack Black is making light of these things. He's playful. He's joking about it all and everything else. And, well, that's one of the ways that Satan works in regard to uh, spiritual deception. Ellen, uh, before she had her, you know, her, her show where she did a bunch of interviews, she had, you know, the television show. Uh, and she's, you know, homosexual and so forth. This was years ago when people were, you know, more on their guard. It wasn't all out of the the closet and so forth. 
And in an interview, her producer said, one of her producers said, yeah, we get people laughing with the humor and then we're able to sneak the, you know, our message through the threshold. And this was in a TV guide interview uh, where she said this. I thought, you know, it's interesting because even Satanists like Aleister Crowley, uh, Anton LaVey, uh, they'll use a lot of humor to uh, make light of the darkness that they're trying to seduce people into. And so Satan uses humor. Humor is a, a comedy is one of the main things that Satan loves to use. God created laughter. The Bible says laughter is great for the bones, but he doesn't want us to be involved in, in Ephesians chapter 5, other places, in coarse jesting, uh, dirty, filthy talk, things of that nature. Well, what Jack Black is doing, he's using coarse jesting in the worst ways to glorify blasphemy against God. You know, he not only, uh, you know, magnifies uh, darkness, you know, whether it's Tenacious D, uh, and he was just in a uh, in December of just last year, just a few months back, uh, Las Vegas with Tenacious D, his band, you know, uh, he's up there with, you know, jamming, and he's got this, you know, this shirt with that depiction of Satan on it, you know, it's kind of tied, you have to look, but it's it's like the Baphomet or just the Satan horns and everything else. And that's been his stick for a long time, Chad. And he's very, very anti-God, very, very anti-Christ. In fact, he mocks Jesus. He actually plays a different Jesus uh, in when Proposition 8 passed in uh, California, our state. Can you believe Proposition 8 passed here to ban gay marriage? It didn't last very long because then they overturned the courts uh, because what? What happened to the voting, right? And... Uh, he did a musical. Just it ends up being a video, right? Of, called Proposition Eight, the musical. And in that musical, Chad, uh, he basically, you know, comes against pro- professing proponents against gay marriage. Tries to make them look like idiots because they follow the Bible. But he comes portraying Jesus, saying, "Hey, well, the Bible says a lot of things, you know." Jesus, doesn't the Bible say these people are an abomination? Yeah, but you know, it says the exact same thing about this shrimp cocktail. Leviticus says shellfish is an abomination. Bible says a lot of interesting things. In other words, since uh, you allow shellfish as Christians today, uh, and you don't follow the Bible in that area, you might as well accept homosexuality, which is also called an abomination, because it is. It says if a man sleeps with a man like he sleeps with a woman, it's an abomination to the Lord. Uh, Leviticus 18.23 and various other passages. But Chad, I think it's interesting because... uh, a lot of the that you recognize that that argument, you know, that's the tripe you see from atheists, and some atheists know better and they do it anyway. Most atheists are ignorant of the Bible. They don't. The Bible says, "Study yourselves to show yourselves approved workmen that needeth not be ashamed." Right? You know, Second Timothy two fifteen. So we're supposed to study the Scripture, and when you realize the Scripture that talks about certain types of foods not to eat, the Lord is protecting them from certain foods. Back in the day, you know, I mean, you can eat a lot of different foods. And you look at the foods that were in the banned list, whether it was pigs that carried typhoid or, or, or trichinosis or what have you, uh, salmonella with a lot of the shellfish, a bunch of things. Still to this day, they could be dangerous, right? Without refrigeration, though, and all these things. Uh, God has said, I'm keeping you thing- from these things so you don't get the diseases of the nations. So he's protecting them. At the same time, these were jaws that, laws that were given to the Jews through the law of Moses. They were never given to the Christian church. In fact, we know in Mark chapter 7, Chad, as you know, uh, the Pharisees were condemning Jesus' disciples because they weren't washing their hands before they were eating, picking grain. And Jesus says, not what goes into the mouth that defiles the man, but what comes out of the heart. And in Mark chapter 7, uh, the Holy Spirit tells us that by saying this, Jesus was declaring all foods clean. And Jesus came to bring the law of Christ. We're no longer under the law of Moses. Gentiles were never under the law of Moses. We're never under that Levitical law that says, you know, thou, you know uh, that 
not to eat shellfish and what have you. We're under the law of Christ, and all foods are considered clean through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in 1 Timothy chapter 4. So it's interesting to me, a lot of atheists know that. They know that there's an old covenant, new covenant, but they try to seize on people that are ignorant of what the Bible teaches, claiming that you ought not be eating shellfish then. Well, what's the distinction? Well, guess what? In the Old and the New Testament, homosexuality is condemned as being unnatural. Two men were not designed. I mean, even if you look physiologically, it doesn't bring forth babies or life. It brings forth age and death. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it says in Romans 1 in the New Testament, in Jude, the book of Jude, uh, just one chapter, if you want to call it a chapter, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, and Revelation chapter 22, verses 14 and 15, uh, refers to, uh, it's more of a catch-all phrase, dogs that refers to male prostitutes and all sorts of things. Uh, over and over and over again in the New Testament, homosexuality is condemned because it's against nature. It's, it, it brings destruction, not life. It's not loving to encourage people to do something where the mortality rate is actually very low compared to heterosexual sex. And the Bible says, don't be deceived. Those who practice homosexuality will not inherit God's kingdom. So he's not only, he's not only it's not just tongue in cheek coming, glorifying Satan and stuff. It's actually coming against Christianity. Yeah, and he's not the only one to make up that argument on television. In fact, I remember Martin Sheen in the West Wing, and he used the exact same thing. And then you're hearing this. And by the way, young people, in fact, we've been contacted by parents. Can you please answer this question? Because guess what? On TikTok, a bunch of pastors, that's what they call themselves. I guess they are. They're shepherding blind people, shepherding other blind people into a ditch, but making up lies, making up these tribes, not understanding, as you mentioned, all of the text in the New Testament, warning against these very things. But this is what happens. They sneak it in through comedy, through coarse jesting. And of course, he's just joking. And look at Dave Grohl. He was just joking. You know, he plays Satan in Tenacious D, Mm -hmm. you know, the pick of destiny. And what is the pick shaped as that they want to wear? In fact, that could have been the a kind of a tie-dye version shirt, yeah. of what's on the shirt right. uh, yeah. when he just performed, as you mentioned, back in December. And you're looking at it and you see it over and over again. They're mocking Christ. They're doing these things. And, you know, I've been reading a lot through Ezekiel. And, and to me, you're seeing all of this and you watch exactly what God does with Ezekiel, gives them pictures, gives him visions, gives, I mean, all sorts of ways, but in some ways, let me show you some great abominations that are happening. Let me show you greater abominations that are happening. Let me show you greater abominations that are happening, all of these horrible things, but yet in the church, sadly enough, people will go and watch these movies. They'll watch Jack Black. They think he's hilarious, and they go, oh, it's just funny. It's just entertainment, but yet the very thing that they're meditating on, the very thing they're looking at, all of this wickedness Guys, you may think it's just in jest and it's just funny we're just saying a laugh, but Satan's laughing at you too. There is no there there's no way you could go to these films and feel comfortable about it. And and Joe, it reminds me, and I try not to tell too many stories, but it reminds me when I was a younger believer and I remember at the time, you know, everyone is able to record their TV now, but my parents got it. I had gotten saved and there were my my family was recording all their favorite shows and you know, I was still pretty young when I came to the Lord and Family Guy was on there and I kept deleting all of the Family Guy episodes every time I'd see him on there. And I remember I came home one day and there's the table getting ready for dinner. We'd always eat together. And I remember it was very quiet, which if anyone knows our very Italian uh, family, it doesn't, it's not very quiet a lot of times uh, when the dinner table's there. But I know that they were ready 
to have this intervention with me about my deleting of Family Guy. And when my dad said, hey, I hear that you're deleting some of the stuff that we record here on the TV. And I said, which one, which shows are those? And, you know, my, my sister, you know, says, well, Family Guy, you know. I said, whoa. I said, hey, dad, I, I just have to ask you something, you know. I said, if I was watching a show and on that show, you know, they're talking about how Lance, which is my father's name, Lance Davidson, you know, he's he's actually a horrible father. He's terrible. And in fact, sometimes they're even going to imply that you're gay. And I'm saying, I love this show. It's so funny. Isn't this funny, dad? How would you feel about that? I was like, but our father in heaven, they're mocking him all day. And you're just sitting there laughing about it and just yucking it up. I'm like, how do you think he feels about that? And at that time, my dad was like, Ah, oh, just don't touch my my TV. But over time, he realized, no, this is wrong. We shouldn't, it shouldn't be doing this. But it was one of those things that stuck out to me. And it's like, how can you just sit there and think this is funny to laugh at when it's mocking your father in heaven? And and by the way, here's a clip we're gonna play for you guys, so you can hear Jack Black at the MTV Awards where he actually leads. And yes, you think you think, oh, he's just joking. Either way, I don't care in joking and jest or not. Satan is happy all the same. And listen how he leads the crowd in a prayer to Satan. Who wants to pray to the devil with me? Let me see those horns. Let me see those horns. Metal, metal, metal. Now take the hand of the person next to you. Dear Dark Lord Satan, hope everything's good with you. Just want to say hi and uh, ask you to grant tonight's nominees continued success in the music industry. Wow, and, and you know, he's making this funny voice and all of this, Joe, and oh, it's just funny. And, you know, people said the same thing as well. And I remember in They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll, and if, I, I always say this, but I came to Christ after watching that video. It's important if you have not seen that, please make sure you check that out. They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. But in that, I remember, because I used to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. In fact, I've seen Anthony Kiedis at local MMA fights yeah. out here. And I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, these guys would say something like this. Anthony Kiedis would joke around. And in fact, you know, we'll play the clip, actually. Well, he doesn't even laugh. They don't know if he's joking or not. He just says what he says. Uh, There's just, I'd like to, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Satan. I'd like to thank Satan. Now, Joe, when we hear that clip, not only would you hear him saying that, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers also do actually have some satanic ties. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Sex Magic, uh, one of their albums, they've got, you know, and they spell it with, you know, a K, which is how Lester Crowley had the whole Sex Magic thing, which was, Using uh, when I mean here in California they got the song Californication uh, for Crowley magic was used to contact demonic entities and uh, uh, placate demons and he spells sex magic with a K as they do as well so a lot of these guys know what's going on even Grohl I read an interview with him and uh, Rolling Stone years ago when I was researching uh, for they sold their souls for rock and roll I think it was after the video was actually out and he says he gets on his knees and he prays to the spirits so a lot of these guys know what's going on. Uh, to one level or another. Uh, before I became a Christian, of course, I helped myself to the demonic world through music. Uh, it's interesting, too, because it becomes a satanic worship service for many people. In fact, a lot of people, this is so serious because if Jack Black, you know, came out and he was all serious about this, nobody would tune him in because they'd be like, what in the world, you know? But he lets your guard down. Uh, you let your guard down, and that's what goes on. I mean, even pedophiles and, and people that are just rapists, all kinds of wicked people, they weasel into people's homes by using charm, humor, playfulness, and they're actually targeting often our children. And Jack Black has been able to influence millions of young people. And even if it's just 
making light of something that God calls so serious. In God's word, he says, we're not even supposed to use the names of false gods. The only way God permits that is if we're condemning them or we're exposing them as darkness. But when you use Satan in a way, Jesus Christ for Jack Black and so many people, many people like Jack Black, he's, his name's a cuss word, right? They use his name instead of S-H-I-T or whatever. But when they glorify Satan in, in, in verse and calling good evil and evil good and so forth, it, it gets quite crazy. But it's interesting, Jack Black said, I don't have any real spirituality in my life. I'm kind of an atheist. Kind of an atheist? He knows there's something going on. But when music can take me to other heights or higher higher heights, he goes, it's almost like a spiritual feeling. It, it fills that void for me. So music becomes his God, you know? And he says it's like a spiritual feeling to him. And it is spiritual. And before we knew Christ, we didn't realize all these intense feelings and adrenaline and emotion that we get. But uh, the enemy was using music in our lives. And it's important that we understand, you guys, uh, that all of us, that there may have been five cherubim, okay? I, 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 there might have been five cherubim angels. In Revelation 4 and 5, we read that there's four cherubim. Cherubs are the uh, angels that are that lead worship. And we know that because when you read in Revelation chapter 4 and 5, uh, you see that the, the cherubim before God's throne and the worship that goes to all the other angels and then to all of creation and so forth begins with those cherubim. They're the worship leaders. But it's interesting. Before that, there were either four and one was replaced or there were five. Because when you go to Ezekiel chapter 28 and Isaiah chapter 14, we read that Satan was, will be brought down in Isaiah 14 with his musical instruments, it says, says that. And because he wanted to be like the most high God, he wanted to be worshiped. He said to Jesus, bow down to me and, I'll, and, I'll, and all this shall be yours, all the kingdoms of the earth. He said, get behind me, Satan is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. Get out of here. And Satan had to take off. And he says he left him for a season. But in Ezekiel 28, it says all the precious stones covered him and he was incredibly beautiful and he was lifted up in his pride. And it says he was the anointed cherub and he profaned his sanctuaries, sanctuaries of places of worship. So Satan was, there were there five cherubim and then one was cast out of heaven when you think about it. Or there were four and Satan was cast out and then he was replaced. We're not told the details, but we're told that he was one of the, he was an anointed cherub. Uh, he was, you know, we, he was cast down with his music, which is interesting because he was created with tablets in him, it says in Ezekiel 28. So both Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, Chad, and you mentioned you've been in Ezekiel, the two classic passages in the Old Testament describing Satan's fall, both of them mention music. And so so for him, and, and what, what blows me away, Chad, is when you look at the worship in heaven and even the worship at the temple, it's just, there's like the, the power of God, the kabod, the heaviness, the, the smoke yeah. of his glory. Yeah. <sighs> So full of the temple, they had to, you know, when it was dedicated, Solomon dedicated the temple, they had to give their faces before God because it was so powerful. And then there's this just beautiful, powerful music. In the Bible, it says it's like thunder. I mean, praise God, we'll have resurrected eardrums, right? But the music's be like many waters. And it was like, it was going to be so powerful. And it was, it's going to be so beautiful. And there's going to be like these rainbow type colors that we read in Revelation chapter five, that uh, four and five, that there's an emerald specifically for a, a rainbow around God's throne, all this beautiful color. But I believe it's not just emerald. It says it's emerald, but it's emerald there, right? But if you go to Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel, it's orange. So it either changes color or there's different rainbows at different times. We don't know exactly how that works, but it's going to be so beautiful. But you know what? I'm describing the throne of God, but guess what? When you go to a rock concert, big old heavy rock concert, what do you get? <sighs> the smoke machines, all the colors, all the music, but it's not worship to God. It's the big lighters to the band. 
you know, oh, they're just praising the band. And in the book of Revelation, it says they worship the beast, who, and, but it says they worship the dragon who gave his power to the beast. Because Paul says when people worship idols, idols are nothing, man. People have to pick them up. God mocks the idols. They don't have ears. They have ears, but they can't hear. Eyes, they can't see. Mouths, they can't talk. And they have to be t- picked up. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, there's demonic powers behind those idols. And Satan is the ultimate power behind the Antichrist who will be worshiped in the end times. But right now, he wants to get as much worship as he can. And he mimics what he sees in heaven. And then he brings it to earth through a lot of satanic music. And whatever, whether it's in uh, playfulness, so-called, or jest, it's not. There's a Satan serious. People can... People can be playful about passing out of heroin, but guess what? It's still killing people. Satanism still kills people. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned there in that specifically that Paul talks about and the way he uses it in 1 Corinthians 10, and I think of Psalm 96.5 as well. And in the Septuagint rendering of that, it says all of the idols of the nations are demons. demons that's right. And in fact, in the early church, Justin Martyr, in his dialogue with Trifo the Jew, points that out as well. And I fa- always right. found that really interesting when I was looking at that. I'm like, wow. You really do see that. And ultimately, when we're watching and seeing that these guys, these stars, these American idols and, and so forth, that people are just gleaming over. They're just they're fawning over. They can't get enough of it. And now, I mean, what's the most popular gift? People are getting it's it's ear, it's beats, you know, or AirPods yeah. or whatever it may be, because people constantly have that in. You can't it used to be you'd go, you know, even get in a coffee somewhere and you could have a conversation with somebody at random, and it's hard to start a conversation. Most people have their headphones on. They don't want to be involved, and they're sitting there meditating on that. Or not, you either have the songs of fools that they're meditating on, or you have podcast shows of people that hate God as well or give people simply yeah. a side right. to get away from the truth of Scripture. And now they can just listen to that and listen and have the counsel of the wicked completely meditating on that day and night. And this is where, this is why... We care about these things. This is why we want to speak against this, because if we're going to talk about these idols, about these false gods, then we are not going to talk with them with anything other than contempt and also pity for the people like Jack Black, pity for the people like Dave Grohl that think they're, oh, I'm just talking to these spirits. You're talking to spirits all right. You're being used by those spirits. The principal of the air is working through you as a son of disobedience who does not know Christ to pull right. people away from Christ. Nothing is benign in this world. Everything is spiritual. And when you have people, this isn't, oh, where's Satan behind every rock? There's a reality that there is a war against your soul being waged. And if you're playing around with this stuff, thinking it's just okay, it's no big deal, it's all in jest, dear Santa, dear Satan, whatever it may be, Guys, you are being played like a fiddle too, and it's time to turn away from these things, put away childish, put away evil things, and turn from the dominion of darkness into the dominion of his marvelous son. That's right, Chad. And music is such a powerful, powerful tool. That's why the Lord gave us, uh, as Christostom said, one of the early church fathers, that God gave us the book of Psalms, the biggest book in the Bible, uh, to protect us from the music of demons. And that was long before there was MTV there was FM radio, AM radio. Uh, they, they already recognized there was spiritual warfare going on with music years ago. In fact, the very word music comes from the Greek word muse. And a muse was a spirit entity, spirit entities that were beneficiaries to different humans regarding different arts and so forth. And the word music comes from that. They recognized there was a spiritual connection. In fact, the most popular song of all time, which uh, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, they wrote, Stairway to Heaven. Page is a follower of Satanist, Lester Crowley. We proved that. They sold their souls for rock and roll. Uh, 
And the most popular song of all time, which Robert Plant says three quarters, but he just channeled. He wrote it all at once, you know? And uh, But one of the lyrics here is, if your head is humming, it won't go. In case you don't know, the piper is calling you to join him. Who's the piper, man? Uh, well, the Pied Piper Hamlin, you go back some years in Germany from the old tale. Uh, he led the children astray, led them away from the town uh, because he didn't get the reward he wanted from killing the rats. Uh, and it's just a picture of, and we've got all kinds of people following Satan, who's the ultimate piper in his music. We encourage you as brothers and sisters in Christ, man, uh, don't don't get into Jack Black. Don't get into uh, the the artist and the the, the 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 actors and so forth. He's not much of an artist, but uh, actors and so forth uh, who would lead you astray through dark, wicked humor by glorifying evil or music that would lead you away from music that glorifies God. Make sure, I encourage you, we love you guys. Uh, if you're listening to music that glorifies, you know, uh, sexual perversion, uh, violence, uh, drunkenness, uh, one-night stands or adultery, things of that nature, man, jettison that stuff, man. That's going to pollute your heart, pollute your relationships, pollute your, your family, pollute the church that you belong to. Get away from it, man, and get into the Lord Jesus Christ and get so excited about him that you wouldn't even want to be around music that doesn't glorify him, that you'd want music that glorifies him. Because the scripture says it's better to listen to the, the, the wise than it is to the songs of fools. And what are the songs of fools? Well, the scriptures say, you know, he that says in his heart there's no God is a fool. Well, he just said he's mostly an atheist. Like, I'm At kind best, of an atheist. maybe. He says, yeah, kind of an atheist, but he's also spiritual in the sense that his music is spiritual, that he's into. Yeah, it is. It's demonic. And I, I have to be honest with you, and I know we only, got, we only got a couple months here on this show left, but the truth is, is I don't see, even in the end times, when you see it, all these guys are moving this way, whether it's the Sam Harris's of the world, uh, you know, the yoga meditator, yeah. and he's supposed to be a famous atheist or whatever it may be. These guys are all moving yeah. towards a worship of spirit. I mean, you see it online, spirit science and all this stuff. It is even the just, atheist, which is crazy, atheist. right? That's exactly point, right. Yeah. No, even the atheist, all of these guys, it's just spiritual. And I do believe a lot of it is because of the anecdotal evidence of their own life of feeling something spiritual. Yeah. It's not just brainwaves going through your head while you get emotional during certain songs, while you feel certain ways. One, I do think they're messing with spirits. And oh, yeah. it's true. We live in a spiritual I'd be realm, shocked yeah. if Dawkins and Harris were not understanding there's something really spiritual going on in my life. It is, because they're the sons of disobedience, who, as you mentioned earlier, Chad, uh, that Satan is the prince of power of the air that works through the children of disobedience, Ephesians 2. Amen. And if you are one of those, and, and if you're proclaiming Christ, and these are the things you're meditating on, these are the things that you think are funny, or whatever it may be, guys, just think about the heart of God and why on earth you would do something like that, especially, and I would encourage you, memorize Psalm chapter 1 as a point of sanctification. In Psalm 119, Amen. it tells us to hide or treasure God's word in our heart that we may not sin against them. And in Psalm chapter 1, you're given two different men. You have the man who meditates on God's word day and night, day and night, and everything he does, he prospers. Amen. And and guess what? You have the other guy, the chaff, the chaff who's broken off because he sits there and listens and meditates on what foolish people are saying. We don't want that. We want to meditate on that which is holy and righteous and good, and that is God's word in our heart. Amen. Chad, I noticed you didn't say memorize one Psalm 119. <laughs> no, I'm working on that, but <laughs> it's hard. A, uh, it's a long chapter <laughs> of the Bible, man. Yeah. Lord, help Chad on that, you know. <laughs> but we love you guys so much, and uh, Chad and I, we just, we love to speak the truth in love because, man, we've got this one opportunity on this planet before we stand before God to bring glory to Jesus 
And we're jealous for his glory, man. We, we pray, hallowed be thy name. That's part of the Lord's prayer. He wants you and I and all of us to glorify him in song, in word, and in deed. So let's live for Jesus. Let's renounce the works of darkness. Let's protect our children. If you have children, our, our neighbors, our friends from the works of darkness, let's lift up the name of Jesus that his name may be shown to be holy because it is thrice holy. We love you guys. Press on in Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.